Hey mamas, and welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and independent eaters. I'm Alyssa, your mama in BRD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it. But honestly, the few seconds Instagram gives me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week right here as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short because mom life, but I plan on giving you real-life tactical advice and answering your actual questions. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, I just want to take a quick second and let you know, Mama, that you're doing an incredible job. I think we don't get told this often enough, and especially from other moms, and I just want you to hear it. If you haven't heard it yet today, you're doing an incredible, incredible job, and being a parent is hard. All this to say (laughs) that I see you and what you're doing is important what you're doing is important. I'm going to leave it at that because what you're doing is important. Wiping that baby bottom is important. (laughs) Taking that marker off the wall is important. Making them another snack is important. Anyways, welcome to the podcast. Today, we are talking all about baby-led weaning. We're going to get into it a little bit. A few months ago, weeks ago, I did a podcast episode kind of comparing and contrasting the differences between baby led weaning and PRA. Um, and that episode was really helpful in kind of getting a 10,000 foot view. And I had told you in that episode that I was going to do a more in-depth dive into baby led weaning specifically. So here we are. Now, What is baby-led weaning? First of all, it goes by a lot of different names. There's baby-led feeding. I don't know if you've heard that one. That one makes a little bit more sense to us here in the United States. Baby-led weaning in the UK is very common because they call it weaning when they're starting to eat solid foods. To us in the US, weaning means you are weaning off of the breast or nursing. So it kind of gets a little confusing, but baby-led weaning, baby-led feeding, all the same stuff. You don't need to really worry about it too much. Some people say there's little differences. We're not going to get into that. (laughs) So baby led weaning, some people will just call it table foods. Like, oh, I just feed my baby table foods. That's what I do a lot, um, unless I'm on the gram or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's like table foods, right? Like I just started with table foods. Uh, So baby led weaning, what is it in (laughs) other than just the name? It really is the fact or the idea of giving your baby solid foods from the start. Not purees, but literally table foods. You take what you're eating and you might have to modify it a little bit here and there to make it safe for them, but you're giving them straight up food. You skip the pureed kind of version and um, sequence and you go straight for table food. Now, it's popular for a few different reasons, but one, I think that it's popular because the research is really showing 
support in this area. It doesn't mean that's the only way or even the best way for every child to be fed, because I don't think there's one best way for every child to be fed. Every child is different. Every mom is different. And I truly believe the best way to feed your kid is the way that feels comfortable and you feel safe and your kid feels comfortable and your kid feels safe. I have heard so many stories of table foods or trying to do baby led weaning, but the mom is too uptight and scared and nervous and they constantly take them out of their high chair and think that they're choking and checking on them. And that's not a pleasant meal experience. So skip it if that's you. It's okay. You can become less anxious. You can work through it. You can learn more about it so that you become less anxious, of course. But if you're not going to, or if you are stressed and you know that's not going to change, skip it. Do the purees. It's fine. It is okay. You get to choose how to feed your baby. And like I always say, as long as you're feeding them, you're doing it right. But we're asking, why is it getting popular again? It's getting popular, I think, A, because I think it's like cute. (laughs) And I think people really love to like, it's really adorable to watch a little baby hold up like a sweet potato fry and eat it. Okay. It's just like really freaking cute. Although purees are too. But also I think that it's becoming more popular because the research is really supporting it. So all this to say, some of the research that is coming out is that it can decrease your child's inability to, um, your, their inability to accept new flavors and textures. So they're exposed during that kind of like flavor window, if you will, of age, six months to 18 months, to so many more flavors and textures, right? So with purees, it's the one texture. It's different flavors, but it's the one texture. With table foods, they have a huge range of textures that they get, even if it's unintentional. Just by giving them table foods, they get more texture. They do get more flavor. They also learn how to eat the way that you're eating. So your family foods that are staples, those are the foods that they are learning to eat from a young age that carry into their toddlerhood and adolescence and all those sorts of things. So I think that's quite nice. It also is heavily focused on what's called self-feeding, encouraging the child themselves to eat the food themselves, to pick up food and bring it to their mouth and choose if they're going to eat it, when it's entering their mouth, if they're going to swallow it, and how much of that food that they're eating, which really goes along with my philosophy of letting your child decide what out of what you've offered. So you prepare the plate, they decide what off that plate they eat and how much. So it really is in support of that from a very young age. You can do that with spoon feeding. You can encourage your baby to spoon feed themselves or puree with the purees. It is a little bit harder. I think self-feeding is quicker to pick up when you're offering baby led weaning style table foods. So how do you start? How do you start baby led weaning? If you're brand new to the game, I'm going to give you like the basics. So like I said, you typically take foods you've already eaten yourself and modify them to be safe for your baby. So especially, and I actually did an entire episode about when to start solid, so go back and listen to that episode. Um, It's going to be really helpful to decide if you're ready to start solids. But when you've decided and they're developmentally ready for solids, you want to start small. 
So for the first month about, you want to offer one food at a time, one food ingredients, maybe uh, one or two, you know, mixed ingredients here and there, but really it's very simple foods, very, very simple. An avocado slice, a sweet potato slice, those sorts of things. Okay. Then you want to make sure the size, shape, and texture are appropriate and safe for baby. So we're looking at about a pinky. So if you hold up your adult pinky, that's the size and shape we're looking for. So long, slender, stick-shaped. And then we want it to be what I call mushable. Okay. Google doesn't think that's a word. I think it's a word. <laughs> mushable, smushable, all those things. You're able to smush it between your two fingers. So first finger and your thumb. And it's kind of like how a banana would smush. So it can hold together if you're holding it out. It'll hold together. It's not going to crumble or smush just sitting there. But if you apply a little bit of pressure, it will smush. That is a safe food to feed your baby. So you can steam something like those sweet potatoes I was talking about in that stick shape. And the reason why we do a stick shape is a, a fewfold, I'll say <laughs> a fewfold. First is because it's easy for baby to grab. When they're first learning how to grab and pick up food, they do kind of like a raking style of pulling their fingers back to grab the food, push it up against their palm and hold it kind of like, gosh, like a tennis racket. (laughs) I'm trying to explain this over a podcast. Um, I have a highlight on it on my Instagram, but they hold it. It's called the palmer grasp. Okay. So they grab food like this. They're holding it in their palm like a fist. And then they really only eat whatever food is sticking out the side of their fist, right? They don't open up their hand typically and put it in their mouth. They keep their hand a fist and then they eat whatever's sticking out. So when we offer a stick shape, it makes it really easy to grasp onto the food and then have them eat it. As they progress, you offer foods in smaller sizes that they can pick up with what's called their pincher grasp, which is basically pinching it up. So their first finger and their thumb pinching the food and picking it up to eat it and put it in their mouth. This is a slow progression. It does take time. The other reason why we offer a stick is because it has defined sides and edges, which really helps with what we call mapping of their mouth. Mapping of their mouth is basically this idea that you can't see into your mouth, right? Like, how do you know when you take a bite, maybe you're eating right now and you take a bite of something, how do you know where that food is inside your mouth? You can feel it, right? You can feel the pressure. You can feel the edges. You can feel whatever that texture is up against your cheek or your lips, your mouth, your teeth or wherever. They don't have that quite yet. Remember, they're going from a liquid diet to a solid diet. So it's nice to have those edges of a stick shape where it's like actually cubed so that they can have those edges so that they can map where it is in their mouth. Now, this takes so much time. This is why you see food inadvertently being spit out or even maybe gagged on or they can't find it and they're shoving it in their cheeks. It's because they haven't mapped their mouth yet. Okay. It's a little further down the line. So we start with that kind of stick shape and that mushable, smushable texture. And we start there and then we slowly in add in the other foods that they're able to tolerate and that they like and that you have in your home until they have abundance of different options that you can make for them. Baby led weaning is really wonderful because in my opinion, and I will be full like transparency here with my son, I started with purees. I was getting comfortable with uh, baby led weaning or table food slowly. And then eventually we got to like baby led weaning and definitely by a year, which is the goal. The goal is by a year of age, regardless of how you start solids that they're on the table foods. So we got there eventually. So I did what was called combination. So we did some purees and some, uh, table foods. 
I used my stick immersion blender, a freaking godsend because whatever we were eating, I just added breast milk or water and literally zhuzhed it up with my stick blender and uh, gave it to him. So in a puree form. Purees are not taboo in baby led weaning. I think a lot of baby led weaning accounts are really strict on this, but purees are a texture we all need to learn how to eat, like applesauce and yogurt and what have you are puree forms. So it's still a texture we need to include when teaching our child, but it's not one that we would solely focus on. But I I don't want to say don't ever do purees if you're baby led weaning with your child. Okay, so all that to say, this is what baby-led weaning looks like at the beginning, and then you slowly transition where you're increasing the number of meals that they have, you're increasing the types, the complexities of the food, the flavors of the food, the textures of the food over time, and you're building on their foundation of kind of the uh, foundation of the food, okay, and then you're building off of it continuously until they have a really wide range of food that they'll accept, And a really great reason for why we do this at a young age, starting as young as possible, is so that's safe, um, is so that eventually when they do hit the picky eating phase, which most kids do, they have a lot of foods that they're willing to eat, a lot of safe foods. We want to continue to encourage a large number of accepted foods. So that way, when they start picking foods off their accepted food list, that's okay for a period of time. When we start to worry is when they start to get to below like 30 or maybe even 20 accepted foods, okay? So really important there. That's kind of how you get started with baby led weaning. And I really do find, so with my daughter, we did almost, I think we actually did do 100% baby led weaning. We, I don't think I even pureed a single thing for her um, that wasn't already pureed. Like I said, things like, you know, oatmeal or yogurt or whatever, Um yeah, we just did table led or table led weaning. <laughs> That's a brand new one, you guys. That's what I'm creating. Table led weaning. We just did 100% table food um, or baby led weaning with her, and that honestly came from me being more confident. That second time, mom, I'm more confident. I know what is working and what's not, and what foods I feel safe around. And people always ask me, "What food do you recommend starting with?" My number one answer is whatever food you feel safest offering safest because mom if you're stressed at the table they're going to feel that and if you're worried at the table they're going to feel that so whatever you feel safest offering should be their first food for us it was avocado both times strips of avocado super soft super delicious both my kids loved it right away okay but going forward you would want to look for an iron containing food and i'm going to have an entire episode dedicated to iron because it's a whole topic on its own but those are the foods we're looking for is iron and then eventually vitamin c and start pairing those together. But that's a conversation for another day. So this is kind of an introduction to baby led weaning. I do kind of want to like let you know, I eventually, not eventually, but very soon, I'm going to be having a feeding baby course available um, for you guys. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. uh, Most likely in March. Um, No guarantees quite yet. And I think I will have a link down in the description box to join a wait list if you're interested in that course when it comes out to snag it. Um, I'm really excited about it. It'll be available all the time once it's launched. So I'm excited about that one. It is something near and dear to my heart. I mostly talk about picky eating, but I truly believe there's a lot we can do to prevent picky eating in these early stages 
So that's why I'm creating the course, not only to teach you how to do baby led weaning, how to, it even talks a lot about purees as well, but how to literally start feeding your baby in a multitude of ways. But in one of the reasons is to prevent picky eating from getting so bad in the future. We can't 100% stave it off, although I wish we could, but we can do a lot of things to prepare our homes and our children for that phase to kick in. Anyways, um, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I hope this episode was helpful for you in getting started with baby led weaning or just getting a little bit more information about it. It does take time. And the number one tip I can give to you, regardless of baby led weaning or not, is to take a CPR course. You are going to feel the weight of the world come off your shoulders if you take a CPR course. Trust me, I'm going to leave a link in the description box below for one of my favorites online. It is an affiliate link and you get a discount, so I'll leave all that information below. But oh my gosh, it makes you feel so much more comfortable going into the eating phase. It is worth a million dollars of your sanity, honestly. So that's the first thing. And it really helps you learn the difference between choking and gagging, which we are talking about in a very uh, soon episode here as well. So uh, make sure you subscribe. And as always, the best, uh, the best compliment you can give me is to leave a written review. All right. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on Instagram at momandmeerd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have by emailing me at alyssa at momandmeerd.com. Until next time, mamas. Thank you.